The Champagne Breakfast podcast would like to begin by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Champagne Breakfast Podcast Season 3. Um, my name is Sayo. I'm Oge. And I'm Evelyn. And we are the Champagne Breakfast Podcast. Wow. I know, it's been a while since I brought that back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> No, but I am nervous because it's, again, it's been a while since we're recording, so it's um, still trying to get into the swing of it again. Yeah. Um, but today we're very excited to have a wonderful guest on our show. Um, I guess we sort of all go way back with her from back in the Nigerian party days. Yes, yes. You know, anyone who's from that sort of... What was it, like early 2000s eras mm-hmm. when, you know, our parents used to force us to go to parties? <laughs> We've all grown up now. We're all doing amazing things. So we have this special guest. I will hand over to her to introduce herself. So drum roll, please. Yeah. Hello. Um, my name is Iva Tanya. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah. also shout out to DJ Prince 2000. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, Nigerian yeah. parties time. <laughs> Just yes. a shout out, just a shout out. <laughs> also, for the knowledge I'm streaming from the land of the Gadigal people of yes. the Euronation. Oh, yes. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you. Um, do you want to introduce yourself as you you gave a very eloquent um, introduction to yourself earlier to us about all your all the different hats that you wear, and I think it's fair to really plug yourself. Yes. Um, out there, I mean, we have a small but mighty. <laughs> <laughs> My bus. <laughs> so definitely just plug yourself. Say, what are you about? What do you like? You know, do. Yeah, for sure. And just to be clear, I'm a part of that robust fan base. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Um, so I am, I guess people best know me as a DJ and the founder and creative director of a BIPOC, so Black, Indigenous, and People of Color arts platform called Irregular Fit. So it's very much a DIY arts platform, we do impact research, we do workshops, uh, events, exhibitions, etc. Uh, basically, it's all about creating sustainability for artists of colour within Australian arts industry. Um, yeah, and just sort of empowering all of us to look out for each other rather than relying on institutions that generally don't have our backs. Um, and then I also work part-time um, doing community engagement. Love that. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Um, so what brings okay, – is it okay if I address you as Tonya? That's fine. Sorry. I just want to make sure because yeah. I love the way you um, said your full name and some of us have chosen to shorten our names, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to <laughs> Look, do that. we're kings. I'm <laughs> okay. You know, I I like, you're that. welcome to call me that today. Okay, That's fine. Thank you. Okay, so we have Tonya on the show because – um, we got some feedback from our last episode. And like we say, guys, episode? Oh, yes. From the last episode of season two, the one that had our friends Rob and Denise on the show where we talked about race and interracial um, relationships. And um, like we told you guys, we're open to feedback. We love learning. We are no experts. None of us here are experts at all in 
life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the topic in, in general, in anything at all. <laughs> and so um, when Tonya spoke to us about her thoughts about um, our episode, we really had to look within and be like, oh, okay. There's so many things about the episode that maybe we didn't think about in the time of recording the show, a lot of allowances that maybe um, were given that, yeah, maybe as people who are on the journey of learning how to talk about race in a, on a respectful, loving, all of the ways, you know, yeah. um, in a, I love the word robust. I'm going to use it again. <laughs> in a really robust way. Um, we, yeah, we should have, th- we, we didn't think about and we should have thought about. So I'm going to hand over to you, Tonya, just to give a bit of an overview of some of the, some of the areas that you felt that, or that I guess we all like in hindsight agreed that we could have done better in that episode. And this is like, we love Robin Denise. This is not anything about, um, Robin Denise or anything like that with that episode, but it's about yeah. the way we are journeying in mm. this yeah. um, anti-racism and t- like learning how to speak about race in a way that is going to be helpful to the overall conversation as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think first and foremost, shout out to Rob and Denise. No <laughs> hate towards him <laughs> as well. Um, and everything, as always, I try to say with love because I feel like, we, as you said before, um, we're all growing and learning, including myself. We're all in like this lifelong journey of trying to understand things. And it's hard because we've been indoctrinated into this sort of like structure of capitalism and white supremacy because this is what we were born into, mm. right? And so to unlearn is to constantly challenge yourself. So... Yeah, I'm glad that we had that conversation and it was so constructive and we're able to sit here today and have more conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing that I really remember from that conversation that I had with you on social media was just that Rob had spoken as a white man on a black women's show, um, was basically kind of explaining to you what racism was. And I was a bit like, uh, <laughs> let's take a step back. <laughs> First of all, don't explain to black women what racism is because they live it day to day. Like, come on, misogynoir is real. We all experience it, right, on the daily. And also don't quote Robin D'Angelo as your beacon of truth when you were talking about racism. Like, to have a white woman who's written a book about white fragility which centers whiteness and then for him to come on your show and explain to you a white woman's concept about Mm. white fragility and whiteness it just seemed a bit like "Mm." and like i'm not blaming anyone for this you know like it happens you're having a conversation with your friends so but i just feel that you know we need to show respect to one another with it when it comes to relate um, conversations about race and to know what our place is in that conversation and as i said before it's a privilege to be able to read about experiences of harm and racism and discrimination and not actually have to live with it or experience it firsthand. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So that was my main reasoning for that. And I know that you know it came with a good intention, but yeah. I think as well, we've come to a point where we need to stop thinking about the intention and understand what the impact is mm-hmm. of whatever our intention was. And this is something that I've learned firsthand where I've tried to be a good ally to certain people of different experiences. And I've been like, I'm gonna insert myself and just do this thing without actually talking to that person first or like maybe just doing more research. Mm. And then instead I end up causing more harm than good. So I feel like that's just something that we should all be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know what's so funny? I didn't think about it until you just said that. The way you spoke about Robin D'Angelo, I was like, it's so funny. I wanted to read Robin mm. Ange- D'Angelo's White Fragility book as well. And it's something that's been so flogged in these times. Mm. And I'm thinking back to like what sort of accounts were flogging it. And it was like mainly these like white celebrity accounts, like mm. the white, the ones that like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm part, like I'm an ally, but I'm reading like Robin D'Angelo. And I'm like, mm. wow, mm. that's so interesting that it's, white people who are maybe recommending a book that makes them feel comfortable compared to like reading the works of someone like Angela Davis Mm. or um, I don't really know much about Ibram Kendi, but Mm. I feel like, oh, okay, nope. (laughs) 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 No, no, not all bad. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's just say Angela Davis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got the nod for Angela. (laughs) I got the nod for Angela. (laughs) Ibrahim. It's good to have not read any of his. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take that off your leg. No, but that's interesting though. There's so many books on that, like in a list of, anti-racism work, Mm. race relation works that, you know, have problematic themes, have themes where it is centering whiteness, it's centering, trying to be a comfortable Mm. um, conversation for white people, which Mm. is what we've always done. And we are in the process of like unlearning that and undoing that work. Yeah, definitely. And I think even going back to the conversation that we had with Rob and Denise, I know that I've definitely gotten into a habit or a place where I do make allowances for white people when I can see that they're trying. And so it's like, okay, you are nice and we're friends and I know that your intent is good. Um, But yeah, I mean, like you were saying, at this point it is more about impact than your intent. And Mm. so... I need to also check myself when I am making these allowances with people in my world, people that I work with, when I see that they're trying to do good, it's actually not enough now. Like you trying to do good is really the bare minimum. It's like, okay, by you trying, like what is this, what is this actually doing? Mm. What is this actually doing for me? What is it doing for my community? What is it doing for people who have suffered harm at the hands of white supremacy like what what yeah what is this work actually doing and I think it's just I know for me anyway I think it's just easier to make those allowances because then I don't have to have those uncomfortable conversations with people where I'm pulling you up or I'm pointing out that oh what you just said is a bit problematic or what you said offended me um rather we can have conversations around oh yeah like that's so awesome that you're reading this work and you know you want to talk to me about how um how your anti-racist work is going and how like terrible your family are but you're different and oh yeah like I saw this I saw this thing on social media and I totally don't agree with it it's like I can find that commonality with you Mm. rather than holding you to the fire yeah but actually it's like well what is that doing Mm. what is that doing by you know trying to find common ground with you stroking their egos exactly when they're out here being like oh you know i read this book and i did this like yeah. to be honest i'm at this point in my life where i'm like i don't care what you're doing you don't need to tell me like yeah. it's so performative like yeah. if you're doing it do it like we don't need to be telling people everything we're doing yeah. and also just to put it out there for anyone non-black that's listening black people don't owe you shit okay we don't owe anyone anything we don't have to sit there and listen to people like mm. during this whole when black lives matter was very much having a thing on social media and during the news even though black lives always matter yeah yes 
the amount of people that contacted me, someone called me for 20 minutes and had the audacity <laughs> to tell me oh. to tell me about the things that they'd been doing. And I kind of was just like, is this oh, triggering? You know, you know? Yeah. always do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? I'm a good one. And like, yeah. why, do you, why are you so keen to be perceived to be good? Like, yeah. it's deeper than that. Like, why are we, then what is good? Like, good yeah. is relative. Good yes. means different things to do. So why are we trying so hard to be good like yeah. if you want to do something do it like quietly exactly. and then people will know like yeah. it will show you don't have to be out here telling us what you're doing or posting a black square <laughs> or doing any of that mess okay yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's how i feel about yeah. all of that so very much agree with everything that yeah. you're saying we don't owe anyone anything mm -hmm. yeah yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I had to take a moment to breathe because I also had a similar experience like Ooh. that. But this, yeah, <laughs> tell us about it. What happened? Oh, <laughs> I should preface this with someone that at one point in time was really impactful in my life. So I feel like I gave a lot of allowances at that point in time. Mm. Anyway, so um, basically I posted something about the protest. It was like some news, Australian newsreader, um, what was it? Reporting about the protest in America and the um, American protester challenging her a bit. Anyway, so it was on Twitter and um, some no someone else had quote tweeted her and called her a bitch. Sorry, um, and so the person came into my DMs was saying, you know, like because you I had feel, reposted because I had reposted it. I didn't actually call the person a bitch, and I had reposted, and she was like, you know, I fully agree with everything you're saying, but do you really need to use um, that language? And because she thought I had called the newsreader a bitch, and I, I said, if you did. Yeah, yeah, and, and then I yeah. and then I was like, I, I must have been feeling quite prickly that day because usually I would have been like, oh okay, whatever. But I was like, okay, so I've been posting about all the protests, everything that's been going on in the world for a while now, and this is the first post that you decided to engage with where it was a white woman being called a bitch, you know? And she's like, oh no, no, like no, I fully support everything you're saying, and she, and then she called me. She's overseas. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> It's all, in love. Yeah, yeah. it's all in love you know look it's just an experience that i had yeah she called me and we we're on the phone for like an hour and she was telling me about the work she's been doing like you said um how she's really like it's breaking her heart everything that's going on and yeah she's just weeping about everything Ooh, and yeah. i was like oh okay yeah okay it's fine it's fine it's fine and it was just a lot like why am I now in the position that I'm comforting you? Why am I like, you? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like it's 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 a funny situation where it's like the people who have been causing the harm mm. are now realizing the harm that they're causing, but now they're like the victims. Yeah. Because they're I've only just realized that everything that yep. I stand for <laughs> and everything that I'm about is beneficial to me, but not to you. And it's like Yeah. I have you been living under a rock? Like <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> 2020 yeah. like actually it was it was just a very intense experience yes, absolutely. and it was like it was an hour long and i was like mm. uh. <laughs> i'm sorry yeah afterwards. i was just like i cannot believe that that actually happened to me and you know you yeah. just live and learn you do but learn. i guess the question that comes out of that is like how do we or how would you say we should relate to white people in this moments and you're not like i'm not saying this is like the expert or the go-to mm -hmm. but i think for 
black people who live in a predominantly white um, country, a lot of our friends are white or at least not black. Do you know what I mean? They're maybe of a different culture and there is a lot of awakening even in the BIPOC community where people are realizing like white adjacent BIPOCs are realizing that, oh, like, you know, yeah. I belong to this certain group, you know, yeah. over another group. Yeah. So how do we sort of negotiate the environment that we live in? I think that's a really hard question. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think every situation is different. Like, yeah, we do live in a predominantly white country, but this country is black first and foremost, oh. right? Like, it is. This is Aboriginal that land that we live on, right? Yes. I think this is something that I continue to educate myself on because I think it's mm. so important for all of us to understand our history, not just us as African people, but also the history of the black people that were here long mm. before we were. Mm. Someone I would shout out, and I shout her out a lot because I really like her work, Kaya Abayage. Mm. Um, she does some amazing research sort of discussing the relationships between African people and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander mm. people oh. in Australia. Um, I think that when it comes to negotiating, like, I don't know if it's about that, you know? Mm. Like, I think it's really, like, as I said before, self-preservation, choosing people mm. that understand the importance of understanding you or trying to understand mm. you and like making a concerted effort to actually be better and do better. Like it's, I think I just am at a point in my life where I just don't have time for people, institutions, anyone that wastes my time. Because I think that if I have to explain to you over and over again, why something you're doing is problematic because you haven't taken a second to like confront your own ego, then I don't have time or energy for it, you know? Yeah. So I think, just it's about who you choose to spend time with and because at the end of the day it's not just white people whiteness is a construct right so it's about people that are non-black you can be any race and be not be black and you could still have anti-blackness within yeah, you yeah. you can be black and be anti-black so i'm like we know Woo! that right? absolutely <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah so i think it's constantly having to navigate spaces. Like for me, especially as a queer, dark-skinned black woman, are you kidding me? Like you learn, how, you have to learn how to choose the people you're gonna put time and energy towards and choose the times that you wanna speak up and not speak up because sometimes it will cause you more harm than it will good. So I think that's how I would do that because I can't speak yeah. for every situation you'll be in because it's always different. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I love that because I think sometimes, especially like in the past couple of months, I've felt like, okay, I have a responsibility to use my voice and use it well. And um, I think, like I was saying before, and I've said many times on the podcast, I do work in a very white space. Like I'm now I'm one of one of two black girls that <laughs> so work. Wow, improvement, progress, improvement, diversity. But, but even that has now like. I thought that was going to be great and I was so excited when, you know, there was another black girl in the office and it's just now caused madness. Like now there's two of us and no one knows how to act. It's like... Ooh, what do you mean? What are they doing? Like, <laughs> Tell them about that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Sips tea. <laughs> so, okay. So I've been working where I work for... This is my third year now. Okay. And yeah, only black girl. Um, and now there's another black girl who I love and I, I went to high school with, so I know her. Mm. Um, and she's on a secondment there for a year. 
Um, and so she has, you know, come into the office and there was one afternoon where we went out for lunch. So we left the office and we came back uh, to the office with our lunch and we were going to go into the kitchen to eat it. And then one of my colleagues was like, oh, um, he stopped me as I was walking to the kitchen to eat my lunch. He was like, oh, did you bring like one of your friends into the office to have lunch with you? And I was like, pardon? And he was like, oh yeah, like I, I saw you walking around with someone and I was like, and I turned around and I said, are you talking about this person? And he was like, oh, oh. And I was like, am I allowed to bring friends into the office? And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to bring friends into the office. And I'm like, so then why would I have, why would I have brought a friend in here? And he was like, oh, I didn't realize it was, and then he said the person's name. And I was just like, I just don't understand like why you would have thought I would have brought my friend in here in the middle of the day to like to walk and around. Everyone's here. Everybody's here. It's <laughs> not that that's it's allowed. It's not a policy. Yeah. It's not something that people have done before. And I'm just like, oh yeah, let me bring my friend into tour of the office. And he was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop talking. I'm just gonna stop talking. And it was just so uncomfortable. And she was there, and like we sort of just like looked at each other and went, you know, went to have lunch. And it it just struck me as like ridiculous. There are so many people who parade. A, like in and out of the office with other white people and no one would ever think that, oh, this is your friend that you've just brought in. Mm. But now there are two black girls walking around and you're like, oh, I must have brought in my friend because why would there be another black girl here? Yeah, you can only have one. You can yeah, only exactly. have one. And it's, and, it's somebody, and it's somebody that has been now working with us for a few months now. So it's not like, oh, this was her first day and oh, who is this? you've seen this girl before in fact she sits like behind you so what is the confusion there um but yeah i lost my original what i was originally gonna say that was a good point though yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just it's what was i gonna say what were we talking about because i had i had something i wanted to say we we're talking about white people <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole conversation <laughs> i have a question in the meantime okay. though um, you made a really interesting point about self-preservation mm. and um, how that that is like become your main, mm. I guess, thought frame in ter- in this conversation of race. Can you explain a bit more about that? Because you um, said it really eloquently before about like how you choose to engage with people um, on social media in your work as well, mm. um, more broadly, and how you choose who you decide to have those conversations with what are the questions that yeah you ask yourself yeah i think i always just ask myself why so i ask myself why i'm doing every single thing that i'm doing whether it's related to race or not i'm like who is this benefiting like why am i doing this say someone asked me to speak at something i'm like why who is this for who's the community what are they going to get out of this is this just a tick box exercise or is this something more than that like if I'm talking to someone who's supposed to be my friend, why am I speaking to them about mm. it? Are they actually interested in hearing me yeah. or is this for their own ego? So they can be like, I did something today. Yeah. I talked to my black friend. Like, <laughs> what is this for? You know? Yeah, but you got to ask yourself. Because the amount of times I used to have the same conversations over and over again. If it, <laughs> but true. It felt like I was begging people to understand me. Yeah. I was like, please just get it. Like, yeah. racism is real. And I was like... <laughs> you know what it is and (laughs) if you can't see it i can't explain it to you and also people have been saying it for millennia like our Mm. ancestors there's books there's authors since the beginning of time there's been people writing about this so you know you can go on the internet and find the information out for yourself if you're really that pressed to understand more about Mm. it so 
that's why I'm like, why? Yeah. And yeah, if they if it doesn't if it doesn't benefit either myself or my community or mm -hmm. anything, and it might cause me more harm than good, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Because a lot of the time it's for other people and it's not for us or yeah. our communities. And so, yeah, I think yeah. why is a big question that yeah. I always ask myself. I love that. And I, I think I remembered what I was going to say. Um, I, I think of late have felt um, a sense of responsibility to say something or to speak up um, when either something happens to me or I see something happening. But I love the idea of just trying to um, – drill down to the why like why why do I feel like I need to speak up because I know for myself um my default a lot of the time has been to not say anything just because number one I don't feel like you're going to be receptive to what I'm saying and number two just generally speaking I hate awkwardness and so if I say something now it's going to be awkward especially at work it's like we work in a very like it's everybody knows everybody. So if I'm now continuing to speak up, it's like, oh gosh, okay, there's this chick that we can't say anything around because she's so <laughs> PC and she's so, you know, she's so woke. She's so woke and she's so black. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't say anything. Um, but then there have been times and something happened to, to us a few weeks ago where we went to a class and we went to a painting class and uh, somebody at the class made a comment about the way that we speak and she said oh like you're very um australian yeah or something like that she's or like, you speak oh, really you well speak so well. well you speak really well, well or how does she expect you to speak like pigeon no but she asked us where we were all we're from, from. Yeah. and when like were we all born here mm -hmm. and when we like some of us were not born here some of us came at a certain age mm. and she was like wow you all speak so well you're so australian like she just mm. kept yeah. like saying Super right <laughs> and so my initial because i've heard that I can't even mm. tell you how many times. Like, yeah. I think we all have. Yeah. So my initial reaction to that is just, oh, yeah, <laughs> and then, like, keep it moving. But um, one of the girls that we were with actually was, like, sort of pushed back and was like, oh, okay, like, what does that mean sort of thing? Like, what do you mean that we sound Australian? And then she was like, oh, she was like, yeah, oh, she felt oh, awkward oh. afterwards. Yeah, and she even said, she's like, oh, maybe that wasn't the best, that maybe that wasn't the right thing to say. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then we also try to make her feel like exactly. comfortable again. Like, yeah. it's all, really like, yeah, did. like it's okay. It's Why right. do you feel like you did that? <sighs> That's just my, we shouldn't have even done that. Cause that was exactly. a traumatic night. That was yeah, it was. But I think that's my default. That's always been my default because in my mind, I'm like, okay, for the majority, I don't believe that they're trying to be malicious mm. or be racist or be whatever. It's just, it is what it is. Like yeah. you guys are just ignorant. Yeah. And so if I say something or if I call you out, um, I'm calling out somebody who had good intentions. Yeah. But we're still being racist. Exa exactly. Yeah. 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 That's exactly that's right. Yeah. And yeah. that doesn't negate, your good intentions doesn't negate the fact that what you said was inappropriate and yes. racist. But my thought process in those, you know, in that split second is, okay, like on a, on a scale of racist to or non-racist to racist, this maybe sits at a yeah. three. Mm. So let just me just ignorant, but we can yeah. move on. Yeah. Just like, let you it, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's a form of self-preservation too. Yeah. It's like placating sometimes just because it's easier. Yeah. It's not to say that I've never done it. And yeah. Sometimes I still do, so I do yeah. get it. Mm. But I think we have to remind ourselves that at the end of the day, 
everyone is inherently racist. Like, mm. that's it. We're all born into it. So how can yeah. you not be? Yeah. Like, obviously, racism is about oppression, but we as African people can oppress Aboriginal people too. Absolutely. So it's not like we're out here, yeah. you know. And so I think when stuff like that happens, it is still racism. And even if it's small, if you want to choose to ignore it, that's fine. Like, mm. I don't think you have to fight every single battle yeah. because yeah. otherwise you get tired. Yes. But I feel like, yeah, maybe we don't need to placate people anymore. Like yeah. if they say mm. something that's wrong, they can feel uncomfortable about mm. it because they should. They yeah. did the wrong thing. But I also understand why. Like we've been conditioned to be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Like oh, even it growing really up. Me that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm okay. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I can't speak for you, but my own parents growing mm. up were like, oh, just ignore it. Just mm. ignore it. So that yeah. becomes a big thing. Right. And then you internalize that and sometimes that manifests as you trying to like placate the other person because you're like, this is easier. This yeah. is me ignoring it. Mm. But yeah, it's conditioning. I feel like we have to continually challenge ourselves yeah. to think differently. And it's hard when we've like been brought up with this our whole lives is to yeah. be quiet and to make ourselves small. It's hard yeah, to yeah. fight against that. That is very true. very true. It's so hard when you're around predominantly white spaces. I think for myself, like mm. that's been my main experience, especially during the formative years and in high school, like um, the type of high school I went through to was super waspy. I've said this so many times, <laughs> super waspy. And it's like, you learn that they don't like you to be very like bold or proud about your true like your true identity like i hated the church i went to because it was all black people and they went to the cool you know, anglican white church <laughs> where everyone strung guitars and you know and um you know i hated um that all my friends outside of school were like black or whatever or like people that i knew from church and they all hung out together because they lived in the same area and stuff like that so i felt the same like i felt the same feels yeah. so i get that completely yeah and then you sort of learn that okay well no i'm gonna be more like them i'm gonna be quiet and not be uncomfortable mm. and in like so many spaces in moving forward I have done that where I've just been like you know what like I know how to handle white people mm. and how to handle white people is just to be nice yeah. to be polite to smile make them feel comfortable yes. even when they've made you feel uncomfortable yeah. and we all go home happy and yeah. well we all think we go home happy and you go home like mm. That was a really weird yes. evening. <laughs> and then they said, no, I had a great conversation yeah. with Sayo. She was so open and receptive. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. okay. It wasn't the same for me. No, <laughs> but they don't know that. And they never know that. And there's so many, like, friends, like com um, people that I, white people, I don't have a lot of white friends left, but. Left. <laughs> 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 Sorry, no, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, as you get older, you're like, okay, well, who are the people I want to keep? And the few that I keep, like, it's been a slow process of introducing the realest aspects of myself into those conversations mm -hmm. so that they know that, hey, like, we relate on some respects, but yeah. there's also this whole realm of myself that I've never really gotten to explore with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm slowly trying to introduce that as well. And it is tentative where I'm trying to be like, okay, like, we just have to, if we're good enough friends, we can rest in the uncomfortableness mm. and we can rest in the whole, hey, like, some of the stuff that you say is not maybe mm. correct or anything like that. So, I don't mm. know, it's very... It's, it's a weird process for sure. Yeah, I think for it's everyone. cool that you're on this process. Yeah. And you're doing mm. it. Yeah. 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 It's for me. Mm. 
all my friends are black but, or <laughs> but I mean, or yeah that's the same for me as well like mm. i've always really hung around like black people so i've never really felt that uncomfortableness mm. like i have like like we were saying before like when someone would when you would speak they'll be like oh like oh you speak very well and yeah. i'll just like let it go and i think for me it's because i feel like i'm not educated enough mm. so like if they were to push back, like, yeah. what would I actually say to them yeah. to educate them? Because I feel like if I'm going to speak about something, like, at least I need to be educated yeah. in it. Mm. Like, I don't want to just speak useless things and then, yeah. like, not leave them with anything. So mm. I feel like that's why I always, like, in situations where I feel uncomfortable, I just let it be, mm. when which isn't good. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people, though, like, you never want to, um, number one, be caught out. Like, you're proclaiming to, like be about this life and then someone says something and you're like oh actually oh, um, <laughs> look let me get back to you yeah. because I, I, I know that's wrong but <laughs> let me just go do some research so i can say something back like, yeah. no, the problem is that people don't do that people yeah. just act like oh they, okay oh yeah. yeah i knew that like you know there's mm. no exactly. willingness to learn or explore what we don't know like yeah. i think people are very inauthentic when they don't mm. know things or yes. act like they know a lot more yes. than they know. Mm. Yeah. And then I thought about this a lot. Yeah. You yeah. Too. yeah. No, but I'm just like, you know, you, then you get stuck in situations or conversations where it's like, I don't know anything, but this person seems to know a lot. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, I don't know what I know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think even um, off that point, um, I'm learning because <laughs> there was a period of time that still, I mean, I'm still going through it, but um, especially going back to the conversation we had about the church and how like they handled the whole like Black Lives Matter situation, but there was, I'm still uh, trying to handle it. Um, Take them a while. Look, if ever, but anyways, anyways, um, but I was really, it was really just irritating my spirit. I'm like, I just, I don't know if I can extend grace to these people because I just feel like, you should know but what i would have appreciated and i think even now what i would appreciate from anybody even people like who are african or who are you know who aren't white um just transparency like it's okay to say i actually i'm late to the party number one i haven't done this work before i haven't thought about it before but i want to learn and i'm trying to learn Mm. or even i am learning and there are things that i don't know but i think what's happening and what has happened is people are rushing to pretend that they've been doing the work Mm. or that they've been thinking about it Mm. or that they know a little bit about it and start talking like that but i would just appreciate you saying hey look i'm sorry I should have known, but I didn't. Mm. And now I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that's accountability. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's that's it. it. And, and taking responsibility, which exactly. is so important. Yeah. And I get that that's hard. I get that that's difficult. But it's better than like this showboating and pretending that, oh, yeah, like I've been about this life. You haven't been mm. about this life. <laughs> and look, there may be backlash and consequences for the fact that you haven't been about this life, but just own it. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Like how are you supposed to grow and learn if you don't like take responsibility for it? Yeah, and I absolutely. think that's the same, like like obviously when Black Lives Matter happened, like you're on like I was like all for it because it's something that I relate to and something that like I know about. So but like 
you didn't think about what was happening in your own backyard like when yeah, it came this to like this is a problem yeah oh. exactly. yeah and like i didn't and to be yeah. honest i didn't really like think about it exactly. like until like we all started like okay this is happening in your own backyard i'm like oh wow like i need to open my eyes to this so then yeah. i if i were to say something and then an aboriginal Torres Strait islander would say well that's not right like i would respect that and then also be open to that critique so then I can mm. learn. Like, I feel like that's what a lot of white people are lacking. Mm. Like, they yeah. are afraid to say something and then when someone critiques them, they're yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, they don't want to, they don't want to take responsibility exactly. for it. And I think that's what we need to be okay with. Like, sitting in the uncomfortableness of, yeah. like, being critiqued, being put down. Because that's how you're supposed to learn. Exactly. Yeah. I think about that a lot. And I feel like sometimes it's even deeper than just that. It's like wanting to be seen as good, but also there's a lot of shame mm. that comes with not knowing things or being yeah. seen to be wrong or to not be, like I think about shame so much, like mm. because I find it such an interesting thing. Like of course we've all read Brene Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, But um, yeah, for a few years I've been doing a lot of work with my therapist to work yeah. through my own internalized shames like you know growing up in a predominantly white area mm. my own internalized anti-blackness because mm. you know it had to be faced yeah. even my own internalized homophobia towards yeah. myself because growing up in nigerian community everyone's like being gay is not right mm. yeah so you got to deal with that as well um and i think for a lot of people they don't want to like it's further than our own backyard it's like us we're yeah. all yeah. capable of doing these things mm. and being bigoted yeah. mm. and people don't want to admit that they themselves are the problem they're like i'm the solution i could never be the problem yeah. like why like what do you mean i'm a good person mm. and so until people can work through that inner shame of like understanding that they too have the capacity to cause harm yeah. they'll never understand how they're a part of the issue because they're yes. like what do you mean i'm doing the work of course i'm so good and you're like that's not it though. Like it's yeah. it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I love that point. I, I love that point. The the I mean, this is not really related to the topic, but the whole topic of goodness yeah. is mm. so mm. it's something that I think we've we've talked about on I'm I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the podcast, but not we've definitely podcast, talked about it off yeah. the podcast. Just like the whole concept of good and reckoning with the fact that no one really is good. Like what yeah. even is goodness? Exactly. Like do you know what I mean? Like it's so it's so, I don't know, arbitrary. it's so arbitrary, it's, like, it's yeah. redundant, it's, it's unnecessary, do you know what I mean? Because ultimately, I think at our core, everyone that is not good or like, you know, according to what society would say goodness is. And it's not about pursuing some sort of goal of, I want to be good, I want to be seen as good, mm. but just really doing a lot of work about what is it that, is right to you what is the truth what is justice what is mm. all that kind of stuff rather than what makes me look good what yeah. makes me a good person mm. yeah. and asking those sort of questions and thinking those sort of thoughts yes. instead yeah. like uh, yeah yeah and, so not, and, ethics, and not being motivated yeah. by being perceived as a good person. exactly because yes. i think that's what drives a lot of what we all do like i want of course like who wants to be seen as a bad person no mm. one yeah um but I can't, that can't be what drives me to do stuff because yeah, like what, what is goodness? And yeah. like, does the bad that I do quote unquote, um, undo the good? Like what, what, yeah. How, how does one cancel out the other? Like mm. if I do a bad thing, does that mean I'm no longer good? If I do a good thing, does that mean I'm no longer bad? Like 
how do we reconcile that? Um, And yeah, that's definitely something we've talked about, like this, the weight that we put on goodness Mm. and and trying to be perceived as a good person and trying to be a good person. It's like, well, what is that anyway? Mm. I actually did a whole artwork, like video work on this for Next Wave Festival, Mm. like not just on goodness, but a big part of it was like understanding the history of like good and evil. And it's very much biblical, Mm. but it's so interesting that, like, I was thinking about it in the sense of, like, black people are seen as bad, right, and seen as evil, and, like, the color black is associated with bad. Mm. But also, if you look back at the origins, like, I don't want to be quoted on this, but from what I last read, this has been a few months, but um, with evil, like, the reason that bad was created was to sort of uh, make poor people feel kind of bad about getting Mm. sick like bad was associated with like poor health and um not being clean and like the whole phrase like cleanliness is next to godliness that's why you want to be good and you want to be clean and Mm. when you're black you're the opposite like it's a whole thing it's a whole thing it's huge like but it's actually so amazing to understand the origins and how because we live in a society that is very much governed by christianity like yeah. all our laws were created yeah uh, by like basically yeah informed but christianity by christianity to control mm-hmm. but exactly to control yeah. so not even in a sense to yeah not even about the relationship with god part whether or not you believe in that but christianity as a tool in most of western society is so e- it's i mean it's mm-hmm. contrived it's, yeah it's contrived it's all twisted to serve whatever the prevailing government is whatever the prevailing powers are and it's so convenient like when you think about how convenient it is for them to draw upon different parts of the of the bible and And white jesus and white jesus (laughs) and say this is what christianity is and this is what we're saying goodness or godliness or all of that kind of stuff is it's all about controlling you controlling the way you feel about yourself the way you think about yourself and it's so sad when you Mm. think about i mean me as a christian saying when i think about the fact that there's so many people whose whole relationship with christianity has been with the state using it as a tool of um of control as a Mm. tool of weaponizing things that were never meant to be Mm. for control maybe for guidance but definitely not for control and saying you are just you're right you're good or whatever Mm. like that you know it's just yeah mm. Ugh. Mm. It makes me feel so yuck yeah it Ugh. is quite scary yeah yeah. Mm. yeah um i wanted to um quickly go back to a point i think you sort of started on evelyn about like when you hang around with black people black people ourselves are definitely not monolithic you know that's a word that oh yeah that the culture loves you know we're not monolithic yeah. um but there are definitely a lot of black people who are maybe not on the journey (laughs) black people who are still like you said rooted in anti-blackness inherently subconsciously we have a lot of anti-blackness towards other black people Mm -hmm. as well and that is another sort of i don't want to say obstacle but that's definitely another sort of people group that you come along when you're on the journey people who you assume or think or suppose should be alongside you and they're the ones that are (laughs) on the opposite side causing obstacle Mm. like how do we deal with that how do we even reckon with Mm. that you know i think for me it's just like you said remembering that black people are not a monolith like we're all different like Mm. we could we all have uh, despite the fact that we are all black we all have different experiences Mm. of our blackness and 
Yeah, and for that reason, we would all have maybe different opinions on certain things, even if they were slightly the same, there'd still be difference within mm. the way that we respond to things. I feel like that's how I kind of have to keep myself moving because <laughs> otherwise, you know, <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's, it just gets to, to be too much. So mm. I think for me personally, I just constantly remind myself that we're all different yeah. and everyone has their own journey People have had their own lived experiences, which might be why they have so much loathing towards yeah. other black folk. Like, we don't know what they've been through. I don't know what anyone's been through. So how, who am I to really yeah. make a judgment on what they're doing? As long as they're not... like. If, I think the hard thing is when they're causing harm towards other black yeah. people. That's mm. when it gets really hard for me because I'm just like, this sucks. Like, we should all be together. We should all be unified. But also, you know, we all are living under this same bullshit like sorry yeah. to swear that's no, okay, okay. okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> i think i already did already but i was just like, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just i think it's really hard like even me and my dad we have different opinions and we grew up in the same home yeah, yeah, and yeah. so i think yeah we can't fight for everyone like mm. you can only do so much i think the hardest thing as well about being a black person and i think about this a lot is that we're individuals, but we're seen as a collective. Yeah. Like we're a racialized identity. Cause first and foremost, we're Nigerian and then we're African. Like to go even further back, I'm Bayelsen, like my family speaks Nemba, like, you know, it's a whole mm. thing, but we're categorized as black. Mm. And it's this racialized identity, which means that wherever we go around the world, people see us as black first, even mm. though we know ourselves to be fully realized, multifaceted human beings. Yeah. So I think, we have to sort of take that same approach to the way that we see other people. Like, mm. why is it if we see white people, we recognize that mm. although whiteness is a construct, every white person thinks and speaks differently, which is why we can be friends with some white folk and mm. maybe not friends with others. Mm. It's the same for black people, right? It's the same for yeah, everyone. Yeah, We're all that. complex. Like, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. That was great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. I know I definitely don't afford that to i don't yeah i don't other think i that to other I black know. people i'm, I'm so like, sorry i'm like i see there i mean i'm thinking about some people right now and i'm like <laughs> i'm like really like this is really what you want to be using your this energy you want to tell my guy like really but it's so true like who who am i really to say no you need to stand with, us. with uh, oh you need to stand with me and you need to see things the way i see things and mm. you need to have you know this opinion and this mindset it's like i don't expect i don't expect that from anybody else so why am i demanding that same thing from you but that's hard like it's hard because i'm just (laughs) like like really but why do you find it hard i find it hard because i think i just feel like there are so many things against us yes so why are you on that side yeah why Mm. are you on side like this like the side that the white people are on <laughs> the white side. <laughs> the white side. The white, quote unquote. Like, why are you? Why can't you see things the way I'm seeing it? Because mm. the way I'm seeing it is that I, yeah, I just I feel like like I was saying there are, there are so many things against us. There are so many ways that we are fighting to establish our identity in this country i um establish our identity even within ourselves and then to see people who and this is definitely an assumption because Mm. i mean i've never had conversations with the people that i'm thinking about um but to see uh people who i feel like yeah are siding with the people who are making 
me or my people feel like we're less than or that we're making up we're making all these experiences mm. up yep. it's just it doesn't make any sense to me yeah and so that's why i think there's maybe that resistance or maybe that's why i can't extend that grace because yeah. i'm like if you have experienced even a little of what i've experienced yeah. which i i feel like you have why can't you see things the way that i see it or like my mm. friends see it mm. which it, i mean yeah it's not yeah, it's not fair but that's just how i feel but maybe yeah but maybe they just don't maybe they, they just don't, don't feel it. the way mm. that i feel which mm. i guess has to be fine mm. Mm. i guess it's got to be fine i mean whether or not i yeah look i'll accept it eventually i feel like for me it's more like i just have a high expectation for black people like i just I really just, you know, I'm not like a we're superior race or anything like that, but I definitely buy into black excellence. I feel like we are very powerful beings and I love that about us. And I just, I don't know, I, I love that belief that I have about black people. So when I see people who aren't living up to what I think that is, mm. it's like, really? Like, mm. come on. Like, we should be able to see past the bullshit. We should be able to mm. see past what white people say about us, what mm. white mm. people want us to think and believe and yeah. act and say or whatever. Mm. And when people don't, when black people don't do that, I'm like, oh, yeah. really? Maybe like, yeah. they have their own journey, you know? Well, maybe yeah. they haven't gotten there yet. Exactly. So they won't ever get there. But it's maybe true. right now they're just... Yeah. They're yeah. just trying to self-preserve their way. That's yeah. Maybe that's what it that's is. That's true. That's very valid, yeah. yes. That's so true. true. Mm. Self-preservation works in the favour of people who stick with the status quo. That's you know? it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do whatever you need to do. <laughs> like, think about our parents. How often do you mm. feel like now, after experiencing racism for so many years, how many times would they actually speak up mm. to something? <laughs> oh. Because that's their own experience. <laughs> like, it gets to a point where you just get over it. So I also yeah. understand people that mm-hmm. maybe they're not ready for it yet but yeah. one day maybe they will be and if yeah. they're not then they're not then yeah i'm yeah. not gonna waste time crying over them yeah. or like hating on them or judging them i'm just like you do you and yeah. i'll do me yeah and we'll just live our lives separately. yeah yeah, yeah. totally I one guess. day we'll get there or one day i will get there i should say yeah, and no, I, I feel way, like that's talking where, about it. That's yeah. the first step, right? I think that's where I know that I should get to, and I'm trying to get there in every aspect of life and understanding that everyone is so different, and I cannot enforce my own code of ethics or well, like you know, every my belief system onto other people, yeah. mm. and understanding and accepting people as they are. Obviously, doing my own mm-hmm. um, <laughs> work to make sure mm-hmm. that if you're not good for me, oh. It's a good word. But if you're not, um, yeah, you know, if you're not benefiting me or my mental health, well-being, anything like that, then I need to distance myself from yep. you. But mm. understanding that, you know, it's fine. You're you. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm me, exactly. You, know? you don't like when it's done to yourself as yeah. well, when people put that expectation on yourself yeah. either. So mm. I feel like that's the way I'm able to be like, okay, you're you, I'm me, yeah. do what you want to do. I never really felt that kind of like, I guess anger or anything mm. like towards anyone that has a different opinion to me. It's more just like, okay, like mm. it's, it is annoying. Like, I'm not going to say like, I don't think anything of it. Like it is a little <laughs> bit annoying, a little, annoying, but then I'm, I'm able to take a step back and just be like, you know, that's your mm. opinion. That's you. That's, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. <gasps> I'm just, no, I'm just, saying, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just thinking yeah. like, I think, I, I, think <laughs> that's, I love that for you guys. <laughs> that's good for you. 
No, but I think I'm just thinking like maybe the root of like my frustration is when pe non black people, non black people, um like want to seek validation from white people and whiteness and adjacent to whiteness when I feel like that's what they're doing. Mm. That really grinds my gears. That's mm. really what my issue is. So whether it's something that that person has expressed or just something that maybe I'm projecting or I'm perceiving from that person, I really, I don't understand. I don't understand it, number one. And I think that's why I find it difficult to say, yeah, like everybody's on their own journey, which is true, yes. But I'm just like, why? Like, why do you seek that from this construct? Like, why mm. do you seek this validation? Why do you seek to find yourself or see yourself in this when everything that it stands for and represents has worked against you? Um, and so I just, I do, I find it very difficult to extend grace in, in that sense. Um, and I know that it's not fair, but it, it, that's definitely where a lot of my frustration is rooted in. I just, I okay. don't get, I don't, it just doesn't sit well with me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sit well with me. And I, yeah. And I know people mm. who are like that and I'm just like, why, why, why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> just yeah but look everybody's on their own journey yes. yeah. <laughs> everybody's on their own journey look i just have to, i just have okay. to like i have to <laughs> i don't <laughs> say that <laughs> it's true but come on but yeah anyways, yeah that's, no, that's I my think, piece <laughs> no no that's fair i feel like for me to have gotten to the point where i'm like i can say that everyone is on their journey it's just like like i kind of said before remembering that I don't know everyone's struggle. Yeah. So I don't know how much bullshit they've had to put up with yeah. to get to a point where they now feel like the only way they can win yeah. is by siding with their oppressor. Yeah. Like to get to that point, mm -hmm. it kind of sucks. Like to mm. have to feel like the only way you can move forward is to sort of do what you feel white people or like non-black people want you to do. Yeah. Mm. And so if anything, I can just be like, I, yeah, like you can yeah. only say so much to someone, That's right? true. And also I was thinking about, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm working on a new sort of body of work at the mm -hmm. moment. Supremacy, right? Mm -hmm. Like supremacy in essence is authority, power and superiority. Mm -hmm. And when I feel, I would argue this, and there are probably people that disagree and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I feel like when we sort of start to judge others, we're replicating those systems of yeah. oppression because we're saying, well, now our way is better. So why aren't mm. you, why don't you agree with us? Like, why aren't you saying like, what I'm saying is right? Yeah. So I'm always Ooh. like, why is what I'm saying oh, right? Like, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you can go in loops with yeah. me. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like True that's facts. sort of like some of the trouble, oh, totally different topic, but some of the trouble like liberalism and progressiveness comes up I can't against. deal with that. Shit. Because it's like, <laughs> you're now becoming the conservatives exactly. of 50 years ago. You're mm -hmm. saying this is how everything needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And any other way is, you know, anti whatever you want to be anti <laughs> mm. and then now it's like if you know what i mean like yeah. we're now going we're all about extremes in yeah. humanity and it's like can we like i love the way you see it where it's like we just need to have some more understanding for each other mm. we need to understand that everything is what i'm gonna say spectromic everything mm. is like everything is so complex yeah. nothing is ever binary nothing's like black or white mm. right or wrong good or bad whatever yeah. like that so you have to definitely Oh, mm, I don't that's know. True. Understand yeah. people 
try to complex or try yeah Yeah, or try to but i feel like there's a pace that comes with having that understanding when you're kind of like you know it is what it is i can't control other people and then you kind of just because i used to fight so much i'd be on socials i'd be out here saying the most doing the most and then i was just like why (laughs) (laughs) if these people aren't listening to me what's the point yeah and so now it's like if i say things i'll say what i need to say and i'm like whoever's gonna take this will take this on but i won't spend time worrying about the people Mm. how they might take it or how it might be perceived whereas in the past i might have sat being like oh my god did they take that the wrong way yeah that like now I'm just like, everyone takes things differently. We're all different. Yeah. You know, save your energy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up an instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Change his life. I mean, break, man. Yeah. Find a hobby. It's yeah. fun. Okay. I think there's yeah, peace and freedom in that. Yeah. I think that's a good place um, to end the conversation. I have had so much fun. I think this has been been a really good conversation. I've learned some, invented some, we've progressed some, maybe. Maybe. We we have a roadmap towards. Maybe just something mm. that is more peaceful for ev- for yes, ourselves. Yes. Well, for myself. I, I'm sorry. I keep saying I'm sorry. Apologies. For myself. <laughs> no, you can say that because I, I definitely get it. Yeah, um, yeah, for myself where it's like, okay, I need to definitely get to a point where this is more sustainable for mm. my own well-being and my own health and all of um, yeah. all of me. You yeah. Know? Okay. So what we like to do is cheers to that. Um, Tonya is very kindly giving us some wine. <laughs> She's giving us some tea. So we have ample glasses tonight <laughs> today. So let uh, oh she also has some olives and cheese and like there's a whole spread. There's a whole spread. I'm Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great experience. But yeah. what we like to do is let's cheers to that. I don't know if that's gonna catch. I still but make that sound. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, yes. So make sure you catch us on the socials at Champagne Breakfast underscore on Instagram. Um, I believe it's the same on Twitter. Champagne Brecky, I think. Oh, yes. Champagne Brecky on Twitter. Can you tell we don't use it that much? Sorry. And Curious Cat. And Curious Cat, yes. if you want to... Um, Send through feedback as well. Yeah, if you don't want to do that. Also, yeah, exactly. our DMs. This is how this whole conversation yes. started. Yeah. And we are so willing, open to learn, understand, converse, because that's all life Set. is about. Absolutely. Just learning, progressing, trying to grow. Mm. And yeah, and hoping that people are receptive to that as well yeah um what about you to plug yourself she's a bit of a oh. I mean, she did, she's yeah. too humble to say this uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is a bit of a public figure <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> barely, barely. I feel like my lizard Maggie is way more famous than I am, but it's fine. Shout out Maggie. Shout out Maggie. Um, yeah, my Instagram is at ayabatanya underscore underscore. Yeah. We'll tag. We'll oh, and a regular fit Instagram. Oh, yes. that I'm as excited. Well. I'm going to dive deep into that. Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll tag. Yes, we will. Um, but yes, catch us next week, Wednesday, for another episode of the Champagne Breakfast Co- um, Podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. Tell all that good stuff. And all of that. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.